Welcome to Season 3 of Dating After Death, a podcast dedicated to the journey of finding love again after losing your forever person. And I'm your semi-anonymous host, but if you know, you know. How many romantic comedies have you seen that end with one of the love interests dying? What if there was a movie that begins where those movies end? So there's a new movie being made. It's called Too Soon, and it's a romantic comedy that tackles the underrepresented journey of falling in love again after death. And for as little as $100, you can actually own equity in the film at wefunder.com slash too soon. So here's the story. It follows a young widow and widower who meet by chance, kind of in this dark humor way, on the day of their spouse's funeral. As they work through their grief, using music to process and humor to cope, their friendship starts to mean more, begging the question, when is it too soon? A question we have all asked. I'm so excited about this film. It's going to entertain and tackle the grieving process of widowhood in a way that no other film really has done before. Help bring this heartfelt, timely story to life by becoming an actual investor at wefunder.com slash too soon. That's right. It's not a donation. It's an investment. Join our team at wefunder.com slash too soon today and become an investor in too soon. A new romantic comedy about loving again after loss. That's wefunder.com slash too soon. W-E-F-U-N-D-E-R dot com slash T-O-O-S-O-O-N. Go check it out. As I'm sure many of you have experienced, once you become a widow, you quickly become sort of the resource person for all of your friends who then have friends who lose their spouse or their partner. And that's how I came across today's guests. A very good friend of mine's sister went through an incredibly traumatic experience with her husband and the way he died. And she instantly reached out to me and said, like, what do I do? How do I help? And, you know, I sort of offered whatever advice I had in the moment. And then fast forward a couple of years later, she sort of reconnected us through this fun business that her sister is building around t-shirts called Widow is a Five-Letter Word. And they have created some hilarious and very apropos t-shirts that, of course, I will link in the show notes below. But the real reason I wanted to bring on these ladies today is because they have formed this really beautiful friendship in widowhood that I think many of us can probably relate to. For me, this has happened through Instagram it's also happened through the Widows in the Wild trips and traveling together. And it's really powerful to be able to have somebody close in your life who you can turn to who just gets it. And there's no judgment and just total understanding. So you'll hear today as you listen to this episode how close these two are and just sort of the back and forth nature of their relationship. And it's such a beautiful thing. Of course, obviously, they have some dating stories for us too. So this is Lisa and Alana, and let's get going. All right. So generally, I like to start with having the guests tell their story. So if you want to just give us the broad picture, Lisa, maybe you can start and then Alana, and then we'll move on from there. My husband, I met him when I was... 25. I was a live-in caregiver. He had muscular dystrophy. Mm. Um, he was uh, ventilator dependent when I met him. So that's kind of an interesting wow. piece to our story. We had a nice long marriage. It was a fake marriage technically because of his need for nursing care mm. um, and insurance and things. But um, Wait, I have questions already. Sure. What do you mean it was a fake marriage? Um, well, we, we weren't legally married because okay. in order, he needed Medicaid insurance in order to pay for nursing care. So when you're on a ventilator, um, you need someone with you 24 seven to make sure that you don't die. So, um, you know, for 22 years about, I mean, every day it was a worry that, you know, someone was going to kill him and he was in relatively good health considering that he was on life support. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had a ceremony, but we just, it wasn't legal. So if there's anyone from the government listening to this, not that it matters, he's dead, um, but it wasn't a legal marriage, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we did a lot of things and then decided to have a family. We had three children. 
and um, you know his heart wasn't in great shape. That's kind of what happens with muscular dystrophy. And one night, he one day he had horrible hip pain. This was just as COVID was ramping up, hmm. and it was really scary to try to go into an emergency room because you weren't allowed to have anyone go with you yet. It was really scary for him to be alone because people didn't know how to keep him alive. Even if you're a doctor, it's not something that you typically just know. Yeah. So I took him in with this horrific hip pain and um, he died in front of me. His heart stopped mm -hmm. and um, I had to fight to get into the hospital to be with him. That was that's a whole other story for a different uh, podcast, probably in a different circumstance. But um, yeah. He, his heart stopped and there I was. It was the night before Mother's Day. My kids were asleep and I woke up the next morning and had to tell them they'd never see their dad again. That is wild because my husband died the day on Mother's Day in 2020. Okay. Our husbands died like the same day, basically. Yeah, it was right. It was 11. He was pronounced 1113. So it was, we were probably wandering around like, oh my God, at the same time. Yeah, that is so crazy. And um, similar situation where I, he was, he had stomach pain, not hip pain, but so intense. I had to bring him in. I was not allowed in. And then, okay. he died, you know, he died by himself. But well, it's interesting to know we're on the same timeline. Yes. Um, what specifically was he on the ventilator for? So he had muscular dystrophy or a form oh, of it. It's just a progressive disease. Yeah. You know, you lose the ability to, I mean, essentially when I met him, he wasn't able to move or breathe on his own, but he worked. He was a psychologist. He had a really full life. And, you know, that's the other interesting thing that I don't think people realized about us. And certainly the people that were doing the code that night, he was just the guy on the vent that looked like, mm -hmm. you know, he shouldn't have been alive anyway. So after he died and they came in to do what they needed to do, I then said to them, we have three children. They're 10, seven, and three, almost four. Yeah. You know, what do I tell them? Right. What yeah. do I do? Oh, goodness. Yeah. And Alana, are you along the same timeline? I'm, I'm about six months later. Your husband's was an accidental death. Is that right? Yes. Um, I suppose it depends on your definition, but here's the story. So, um, it was, you know, still during COVID. Like many people during COVID who are working from home, we were like, oh, let's rearrange that. And let's, let's like get a new dresser here. And let's like move this in the basement. We don't need that anymore. Right. So that was like part of our day, like a little bit every day. Right. We were both working. And yeah. I must add that I was pregnant. So I have two boys that are now eight and 11. So then like, like nine and six. <clears throat> but I was pregnant as a surrogate, um, not my oh. egg, just my oven. And um, yeah, so I was about four months pregnant and we needed to move this dresser into our basement. It was my childhood dresser. It was heavy as shit, solid wood. And I had to leave the house to go get my oldest from school. My youngest was home with my husband. And I'm sure because I was pregnant, I'll never know, but I assume just because I know what a good man he is, was knowing I was pregnant, he probably didn't want me to help him carry the dresser into the basement. So he tried to do it himself. Mm -hmm. And how, how I don't know. Everyone's like, how did he fall? How did he fall? I don't know. Um, but, you know, I did get a phone call on my way home. Benny was talking to Dave's um, mom, she called me and I didn't know what was going on. And I called 911 in the car, came home, you know, Levi and I walk in and um, Benny at home, you know, already saw, but we saw my husband at the bottom of the stairs with a dresser lodged in the stairs, broken stairs all over the place. My husband at the bottom in a pool of blood um, coming from his ears, as I figured out when I went down the stairs, which meant head injury, like significant. Um, so I was like, felt like I was in a movie doing the usual, like screaming, like I need an ambulance. Like I, it's awful. They were so, once they came, there were so many emergency vehicles in our little area. All the neighbors came outside. It was just like so surreal. Yeah. And yeah, so he went to the hospital. I went every day. Um, some days I would waddle myself down to the ultrasound to get my, you know, the surrogate baby checked on and waddle myself back upstairs to sit with my husband every single day for 50 days. 
Um, eventually, you know, he, he started to get worse. He never woke up again and we, we let him go. Hmm. So you had to make that call. Yes. I was very lucky and I will always be appreciative to, um, Dave's family. They, I was the only visitor allowed because it was during COVID. So like, it's like, once I was the visitor, I was the visitor. Um, and so they, you know, I, they're, they were so just supportive and loving. We communicated every day, multiple times a day. And they, you know, they said, Alana, you know, we trust you. We trust you. You're there. We trust you. And you know, whatever you think, and not just for the final decision, but, but for all these decisions, you know, along the way. So I'm really grateful to them for that. Yeah. Cause that must've been excruciating for them not to be able to go and see. Him. I'm sure. And I felt like all this guilt, like, am I making the right decision? Like, you know, I just, yeah, it was, it was hard on so many levels. Yeah. Two very different stories and still just both. I don't know why some stories hit me differently than others, but I just really want to cry. <laughs> I'm not do- and the two of us, we've talked to that Mike, every day I worried that he was going to die. And then it happened unexpectedly, so huh. to speak. Yeah. And Alana, you know, you had this long drawn out process. So very different in terms of even grief. Yeah. yeah, true. And then just to like tidy up in case the people have questions. So I was still pregnant by the time like the funeral came around. Um, Dave yeah. was supposed to be in the delivery room with me with the parents of the babies, the baby, sorry, not babies, baby. And um, so I was really lucky, um, even during COVID to have both of the parents, the baby's parents in the room with me, but also my amazing sister. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That's so great. Did it make it harder? Um, do you think that you were pregnant during all of this? Like, were there times that you were thinking like, oh, I wish I wasn't also dealing with this? Um, I never thought that actually. Now that I, I, I never even thought about this whole thing until you just mentioned it. And when you mentioned it, I no, I've never thought that. And I actually mm. think Pearl, I named her Pearl. The baby is not actually Pearl, but I think Pearl actually helped me get through it because I had to keep myself healthy. I had to, I I forced myself to eat breakfast, forced myself to take a lunch. I hated being away from Dave, but I forced myself to go downstairs to the cafeteria, come back up. I ate next to him. Um, I forced myself, everyone brought us food. It was lovely. There was all this food that I just didn't want to eat, but I ate it, you know, and it was, she really, I mean, I, I really think she saved me in a lot of ways. Hmm. Yeah. That's really beautiful. So how did, um, first of all, how do you two know each other? Go ahead. Okay. That's a great question. <laughs> So my husband died in hospice. He was like in hospice, like the last three days of his life. Um, And through that hospice facility, uh, I joined a virtual support group for young widows. I think it's like under 60 or under 65 young widows. It took Lisa a little bit longer to find it. Her husband wasn't in hospice as you heard her story. So she didn't get the mailings that I got. So she had to like search out and she had a little bit more difficulty finding someplace, but eventually she joined and through the things that we were saying, you know, in these like zoom screens, usually like nine pictures. And we were like, huh, I'm Jewish, you know? And so we started chatting in in the side panel of the zoom, you know, just to each other. And it turns out we live like six minutes away from each other and, you know, our kids kind of like fit right in between each other as far as ages. Yeah. So we started walking like we, you know, we made this plan on a Saturday morning. She told me she was coming over at like 8 a.m. And I was like, oh, fuck, 8 a.m. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, (laughs) but I was like, okay, like I can't be like the annoying lady that's just like meeting this new widow. Like she's not she wasn't actually new, but she was like newer to the to the support group. So I was like, fine, eight o'clock. Yep. And then Lisa, you add your little part. Well, it's funny because I'm not a morning person either. I just <laughs> I figured you were up <laughs> and I had gotten this dog. I mean, I wasn't sleeping. I figured what the hell, but for me, we share a timeline, you and I. So it was like, everybody was in therapy. So I couldn't get a therapist for my kids. I couldn't 
you know, people said, as long as you're okay, your kids will be okay. And I was like, shit, how do I do that? But, you know, my husband was a psychologist. I'm like, damn it. Like I should be doing something. Mm. And somebody had said something about Kyle's corner for kids, you know, it's grief support. So I put my kids in this, these zoom meetings that they hated, but I made them do it. And I was kind of irritated and, and the parents had to do part of the group. And one day the topic for the parents was learning how to ask for help. So I'm like, okay, I need help. I need a support group for me that's virtual, that isn't attached to anything religious. Mm -hmm. And the woman went, huh, I'll get back to you. And she linked me to the support group that Alana attended. And like she said, you know, you're in these Zoom squares. And Alana was talking about this murder dresser. And I was like, huh, she's funny. Like, this is good. And But I wasn't sure how old she was because you can't tell like what you just can't. So I said, you know, I I can't, I I said my age, like, I don't know how old everyone is. And then Alana typed to me, I think you were 41, right? I'm 41. And then you gave me your phone number. (laughs) So when we went to to walk, now my husband was Jewish and John and, and Alana had mentioned being Jewish. So I'm meeting her on a Saturday and based on where she lives, I'm like, oh my God, is she Orthodox? Like, am I going to be able to like text her? Is this going to be weird? And then I saw her and she's got this tattoo on her arm and I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) This is like your cute. (laughs) Yeah. But the other piece is that our families know each other. Oh, really? So my brother-in-law starts asking questions and he said, I met Alana when she was a baby. Oh my Her God. mother helped Mike and I. So Alana's mother was a caregiver for my husband and his brother when they were in high school and college. That is crazy. crazy. It is a small world. Small yeah. world. So was the support group regional though or local? Or is this just like total coincidence? It's Wisconsin based, but there are people from Illinois in the group yeah, now. True. Okay. Interesting. Oh, that's that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so then we went on these walks and, you know, we talked a lot about like our story, like me, the murder dresser, as Lisa said, and like, you know, Lisa, her awful story in the ER where she didn't, she expected to go home with her husband, you know, and all the, all of this. I think she was kind of feeling me out. I was kind of feeling her out. And there was like some mention of like meeting other people and like, and then like, you know, like, are you dating? Are you dating? Oh my God, I'm online. And blah, 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 right. So, and in addition to that, in addition to that, and I'm sure we'll come back to that, but like, you know, we would say things like, like a big one that I would say, like when Lisa told me like, well, I told Lisa, oh yeah, we have all this food in our house after Dave dies. I don't even know what to do. You know? And she's like, I didn't really like have as much of as much support as you did. Mm-hmm. Or um, this person came up to me and said this, can you believe that? And, you know, I would be like, people suck. That should be a shirt. And now, now it is. Now it is people. Nice. You know, that's like how we walked most Saturdays, most Sundays. And like, we would just talk about how people should like make shirts that say this stuff as we're talking about our dating stories and our family stories and how people don't know how to talk to people who are grieving and, yeah. and that's sort of how our business, you know, came about. Cause we were like, no one's making these shirts. Okay. We will, we will watch out, right. you know, two people that know nothing about business, yeah. nothing uh-huh. about making t-shirts, <laughs> nothing about creating websites. It took us a year it, at least over yeah. a year. Yeah. But you did it. We did it. We, we and did it. And wonderful. I really, I, I set out my shirt to wear for <laughs> this today. I forgot it. It is a-okay. You can wear it tomorrow. That's right. I have the um, plot twist shirt. Yeah, I love that. I, love. I feel like anyone can wear yeah. that because like life is just unexpected in so many ways. Totally. Are you saying that not everyone can wear I Kissed a Corpse? Uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> or, or Widow Strong. Um, well, thank you for transitioning us. Usually I have to do that. You did it for me today, which I appreciate. We so- figured you could just sit back and we would just talk. <laughs> go, baby, go. Um, okay, so I want to hear like when did the dating start? What what were what were the processes? I think I mentioned it first. So I it was over a year, mm-hmm. and the, before I did anything online, there was someone that I had worked with that I was like, huh. I just set up a lunch. 
it was just kind of a trial thing. I knew it was a safe situation. Yeah. And I went there and we had lunch and it wasn't, it didn't turn into anything, but it was a trial. And I mentioned that to Alana and that's when I was like, oh my God. And then it became this whole conversation. Um, and then she told me about the apps. So you can talk about that more. Well, I might cry while doing so. No, I'm being like a little sarcastic because, you know, online dating sucks. But yeah, I mean, I started on the apps. I did like a little Bumble here and like a little Facebook here and a little Match.com here. I should preface all of this by saying Dave and I met on Match.com pre-smartphone. Okay, people, this is like oh. the like the computer. Like you computer. had to have a computer to communicate. And um, yes. So, I mean, I knew it was like possible. I had a positive experience, right? I mean, I, at that time, I also had plenty of negative experiences, but I knew like, you know, online dating. Okay. I don't like, especially now, like I don't go anywhere. I work from home. And even if I did work with my people, they're primarily women because I work in pediatrics. It's a primarily women driven field. So I'm a teacher. I get it. And I might add no one is knocking on my door saying, hi, I'm here to date you. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes well wait a minute there are a lot of men that come through your door maybe that yeah maybe I spoke too soon <laughs> we, we had a conversation what? last night like how much can we talk about <laughs> what's fair to put out in the world yeah put it so, all I was, so mine was less than a year I found myself like I'm a relationship-minded girl I love I mean sex is whatever but like just like physical touch I'm talking about and like the smell of a man like I'll yeah. go to soccer games now and I'll walk by a man and I'll be like oh. Um, and I just, I missed like the companionship. I mean, Lisa and I text all day long constantly. Right. But the energy of a man is just different. And I really missed that. And so, you know, I felt guilty going online and I didn't want anyone to know. And I, and if Mm -hmm. some, if we met for coffee, you know, they'd be like, you live in wherever you live. Oh, let's meet at that coffee place. And I'm like, uh, Let's go no. further away. Yeah, I know? just posted about that. I don't know if you saw it, but yeah, I was like, I, I would not go on to my hometown forever. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, there were a couple of people that I did invite over to my house primarily because <laughs> I hate her. I hate her because. <laughs> okay, so I have young children and I'm not going to get I can't a- wait to interject. I shot up. Wait, keep talking. First of all, like I like staying up late. That is my time. I work yep. during the day. I have my children in the evening. Like yep. I get to now, now I'm like eating ice cream, watching TV, but in like at night. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, inviting vetted men over uh-huh. and, <laughs> and because my kids were in bed. Right. And they I are deep sleepers. See, did you hear that? She did. And Lisa yeah. kept saying to me, like, <laughs> why are you in such a hurry? Find whatever you're trying to find. And it like, I was like offended when she asked me that. And it took me a while, a couple days or whatever. And I circled back and I was like, hey, I'm not in a hurry, but like life is freaking short. Yeah. I want to get on. I want to be happy. Like, I don't want to spend my life lonely searching, right? Like that's an awful feeling, at least mm-hmm. for me. I want to spend the rest of my life, however short or long it is, like happy and love with, you know, my kids love having like, I think of male around the house. Just, I mean, I I think they do. I can beat them at horse (laughs) and talk basketball (laughs) with the best of the men, but I think they just like that male energy, just like I do. So I, I wasn't like in a, in a rush. I just wanted to like, I wanted to, you know, I was bringing Dave with me, of course, but like, I just wanted to like be happy and get out of this, like, I felt like I was in this limbo of loneliness, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I totally relate to that because I have a major sense of urgency about all things. Yeah. Constantly like, you don't have to do everything in the next three months. Calm down, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Because of the life is short thing. It's like, let's go. Totally. Yep. Yeah. We we joke all the time. Like, why? What? Don't people realize that we're all dying? Right? Yeah. You can't escape it. Yeah. So it definitely leaves you with the sense of like, make the most of the time. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Okay. But can I tease you? Please do. I love it. Let's. I'm a good sport. And I'm laughing because you are very efficient in your quest. Is that a kind way to say that? (laughs) You were very efficient. Like when we would walk, I couldn't keep 
everything straight. I mean, like I joked about making a spreadsheet because I'm like, wait a minute, which one was this? <laughs> and what was the story on that one? And we made up like nicknames for these men. Nice. So, I mean, it, these weren't long-term things. I mean, this was, you know, a couple weeks I'd hear about the couple people, then they'd fade away and then there were new people. But the efficiency was such that on a weekend when your boys were with family, I mean, you had many, many meetups arranged. I mean, they weren't, they weren't hookups. They were just meetups. And I mean, even going to pick them up, like you made a stop on the way to pick them up to meet a guy who like continued to contact you well after you said, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, this was, I it was great. Yeah. <laughs> All about efficiency. You know, but you were kind of pushing me. I mean, we kind of work really well together in a friendship and, and deal, you know, discussing all of this because I was slower and Alana was like, well, come on, it's a fun energy and yeah, life is short. So, yeah. so what has your approach been, Lisa? So Alana got me on Bumble, which was interesting. I did two rounds of Bumble. The first round I wanted to, I mean, I didn't want to be like Alana, so to speak, because I didn't really have the ability to have people. I just didn't have as much freedom to meet people as often. Yeah. I met with just a couple of people. Like we walked in a park and they were kind of trial people. I don't think they're anyone that are going to, that they'll listen to this and be insulted, but they weren't men that I was particularly attracted to, but I knew I'd be safe. Yeah. So it was just to get the feel because, I mean, it had been decades. Yeah. Decades. Under you a little. Yeah. And there was a man who on his profile said he was a widower. Oh. Local. And so that was really safe. I mean, we would go out to dinner, go have a drink, and it was really nice. And then he found someone that he was interested in. And then, you know, we stopped meeting. Yeah. Was Um, that hard for you? Not really. I mean, we still touch base here and there. I mean, I think we knew from the beginning that it wasn't going to be a relationship, but it was just nice. Sure. And like Alana said, you know, at the end of going out, like we would hug and oh my God, take in a really deep breath and kind of enjoy that for the second that it lasts. Yeah. And then I, I had kind of a bad experience and I stopped for a while and then I got lonely and I'm like, okay, I'm going to just do this for entertainment. Mm. I think one night I swiped, is it right to say yes? Mm-hmm. I swiped right on like everybody just to see what would happen. And then like, okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What guys do. That's what guys do. Totally. Yeah. It it didn't work well. Mm. And then I, I started talking to someone that I'm still with. Oh. So over a year later. So I've been dating a fellow for how many months? March, April, May, June, 17 months. Right. Dating app success story. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's an interesting road. Do you want to say more about that? Or do you want to keep it private? Well, we can go back and forth. I'm waiting for Alana. I mean, there's so much more to just our walking and talking. I mean, we can talk about safety and some of the stuff that happened and the craziness of dating. I mean, we're kind of protective of each other. So, you know, there was one guy. I remember, if I can tell this story, you can stop me. I was literally in Walmart, like looking at shampoo or something. And I get this frantic text that was like, Hey, can you call such and such a place and ask if this guy works there? Hmm. And I was like, what is going on? And it was this whole day of back and forth to find out that this person that Alana was talking to, like, wasn't who he said he was. Uh, Yes. Um, So I've had, I've had two instances which percentage-wise is small, okay, in the grand scheme of things. But <laughs> but compared to zero, two is a big number, you know, it's all yeah. relative. But two instances where men have purposely misspelled their last names so that when I look them up, like, on our government site to see, like, what felonies they have, they don't come <sighs> up. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, hooray, it's clear. One of them I was just chatting with. The other one I saw. Yeah. And I figured them out. I figured one out kind of on my own and like brought it to Lisa for help. The other one, Lisa was like, no, no, that doesn't sound right. You know, and both of them, you know, I don't talk to, but one of them, the one that I had seen, I contacted my local police department and was like, just so you know, and they all knew me from all the MS that had come to my house. Right. Like I was like, basically like, I'm the widow. Remember my husband, you know, my husband fell down the stairs. They're like, oh yes. Um, And I was like, well, I did this. And I was like embarrassed because it was like not a year yet, you know? And I was like, well, I did this thing. I'm online dating and right. 
So, yeah. um, yeah. So, I mean, I was scared enough that I called the police. I let them know the car types. I let my neighbors know the car types and I got like a security system in my house. No one, he never came back. He didn't, I think he texted me once again, but that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's scary. And, and you know, that's not even to mention, like, I have this like immense fear of dying and orphaning my children, right? Like yes. before I had a backup, but now yeah. there's no backup. How did you figure him out? He would like say things that like would contradict each other. Like I think one time he said he lived in this place, but then the other time he said in this place. And when I called him on it, he was yeah. like, no, no, I didn't say that. I said that place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I wouldn't imagine it. And then just like, just like a couple more of those type things happened. And I was like, no, like this is not right. Yeah. I think this is a good thing to talk about because I really feel like our intuition's pretty good on these things. For sure. There's clearly lies in here because you can't keep the story straight. And right. that's helpful for people to pay attention to. Right. And also really scary. Very scary. Yeah. And Lisa, you said you had a bad experience too. Was it same kind of thing or different? Yeah, no, it was just different. And I felt really horribly about myself, I think, in the end. And that was where, I mean, because there's so much yuck. You know, you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want. And and like you guys said, there is kind of this sense of urgency. And then you have these thoughts of, you know, no one's ever going to want to be with me. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably a common feeling. Yeah, we're trying to come back. But yes. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like I am worthy. I was in a good relationship. I'm a good partner. And yeah, it's. So Lisa, I know you're in a serious relationship. Alana, where did things sit with you? So I did end up meeting someone online after all of that drama. We were together for over a year. Uh, He met my, my children and my family. He did not meet Dave's family, but you know, they knew about him they would see pictures of, of him, I'm sure, like online, or I make this like family calendar, you know, he's in it because he was present for so much. Yeah. We broke up a couple months ago, decided to try things again, and we are no longer together. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am finding myself back on the apps, which somehow have gotten worse over the past year, year and a half. I'm sort of like back to this lonely feeling and well, you know, so like I, you know, a, a song that I recommended was I'm so tired. Okay. So it, it like the words are, I'm so tired of love songs. And so like, that's back to my mindset. Whereas like in a relationship, I'm like, oh, I love love songs. They're so fabulous. You know, and now I'm like, you know, no, that's it. Let's write about something else. Yeah. yeah. The experience of breaking up with somebody that you love after losing your spouse is excruciating. <laughs> I describe it as heartbreak on top of heartbreak. Yep. Yeah. I I don't know that there's any other way to describe it. And it's heartbreaking. And I, I mean, I explain it to my kids, they get it, but I don't know that I do really, you know? Yeah. I'm really sorry to hear that. Do you think when you say that the apps have gotten worse, do you think it's the pool of people? Do you think it's your mindset around dating again? Do you think things have actually shifted in the climate? Huh. Uh, that's a good question. Lisa asked me that yesterday when I was sharing some ridiculousness. Um, I'm not sure. There's a lot of people that are just there for hookups. I think there are also, I'm learning people there who just want to sext. Like they literally like don't want to meet people in person. They just want some like visual help to do whatever they do at at home. And like, I am not going to be a party to that, at least not this early in the relationship. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. But then there's also the people who are not people or they're people impersonating people or whatever they are. I'm not sure, but you can sort of tell by the way they speak and the questions that they ask you and then ask you again. Yep. And then I'm at this like weird age in my forties where like I could date younger, but I could also date older. So there's like this 20 year window where I can date and it's the young people are like, yeah, really young. And then the old people like look old. I'm like, Oh my gosh, do I look that old? And it's really jarring, yeah. you know, like where I am in my life and who I'm dating and am I not 
still 22, you know, like, I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so Lisa, what has your relationship been like? It's good. It's complicated. In fact, I was just talking to him the other day. I said, it must be hard to date a widow in some respects, you know, I mean, I was kind of joking about it, because to me, I kind of make light of everything. But it was because he was leaving, he was saying goodbye, and he made some comments about, oh, I, I think I might need to buy a new phone. Now, to my husband, like, that was a fucking holiday. Oh, my God, he would research it, and it had to have certain accessibility features. And he would spend hours at the place shopping. And if I needed a phone, he was so excited, and we had to go. And, and so when he said this, I, so here's something that I talk about a lot, like in the in grief group or whatever, like we spend so much time in our heads trying to stay in the present. Like mm -hmm. it is fucking exhausting. Yeah. So somebody can say something and boom, like I'm in the past thinking about Mike and this thing that happened. Then you feel bad that you did this to this wonderful man who is just making a comment about needing a phone. Yeah. And I can't even like look him in the eye and we've been together long enough now that I think he realizes what's happening yeah. and I'll just say, it's a thing. And he'll say, okay. And then I'll circle back later and explain. I think part of being a widow and being in a different relationship is that we don't even really know who we are mm -hmm. because I'll be, you know, it's like, Oh, well, do you like Italian? Yeah. Oh wait, I did like it, mm -hmm. but I can't have that with you. Yeah. So or like I, th I liked it, but it was really my husband who liked it a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I liked it because of him. And, and I have all of these. And oh, my God, a Jewish man, like everything is tied to food. I mean, so I had such a hard time eating after he died. I mean, I lost 25 pounds and I'm, I'm not a big person. So food is difficult. Going into a grocery store is difficult. And dating, dating is food, right? Because you go to a restaurant or you go, what should we eat? And it's like, fuck, I don't know. Like when we first started dating, I would say things that Mike hated just because I knew there was no attachment. Like, yes, let's have Indian food. Yeah. You like Indian? I don't know. Probably not. But let's have Indian yeah. food because I know I'm not going to be sad. Yeah. So one of the tough things I think is that I'm so much better dating him at his place hmm. or being in a different part of town than like places that I went to with Mike. When we're at my house, three years later, I still feel like I'm cheating yeah. and I'm not myself. I'm just not. It's, it's so much harder. Yeah. I've written a little bit about this, that it's really a strange reality that this new person you're in relationship with is trying to get to know you while you're also trying to learn who you are as yes. like simultaneously. So when they say like, what do you want to go out? What do you want to eat? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like you pick, you know? Yes. I don't know. It's very complicated. I relate to a lot of that. Or like, do you want to go rock climbing? Well, gee, um, it's not something my husband could do. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if I like it, but yeah. Yeah. And there's excitement in that too. Maybe figuring out new things that you like or hobbies or interests. Maybe you love Indian food, you know, right. that can be exciting as well. Okay. Are there things that you feel like you wanted to talk about or touch on that we haven't talked about yet? I mean, we haven't talked about like our kids yeah. and how that went. You know, there's that piece. There's... Has it been easy? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> How can how old are your kids? Eight and ten. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, my ten year old's a girl, and she is much more reluctant. Um, okay. Eight year old's a boy, and he's sort of he's much more like, let's go, let's do it, hang out with them. Yeah. Okay. So you're with someone now. Yeah, we've been together over two years. Okay. Yeah, and his kids are are six and eight. It's a lot of little kids. I okay. will. So I shared a little bit, you know, that I my ex, you know, met, and I can say ex because I'm not referring to my husband, who is That's not right. my ex. My ex-boyfriend did meet my children. They liked him for the most part. They kind of like keep their mouths shut unless they don't like them, that person. Like if they don't like someone, I hear about it. If they're fine, they just carry on their merry way. That's a good thing to hear too. Yeah. That's how my kids are. A few things came up. Parenting styles are different, right? Another thing is where does that man fit in? Is he the fun uncle? You know, or another fun uncle because we already have a few. But like, you know, is he a bonus fun uncle? Or is he like in this parent role, disciplinarian, you know, whatever. And that was, you know, 
brought about some things. Um, it's really freaking. Yeah. That- and I didn't know the answers to it really. You know, he certainly didn't and I didn't either. But the one thing that was heartbreaking to me and I, uh, Lisa and I have talked about this is that no matter how close my now future boyfriend, wherever you are is with my children, it will never be of course, like it was with Dave. So yeah. That person, like a really like simple example is like that person will never feel responsible to take my garbage out, mm-hmm. right? Like Dave and I felt equally responsible, like, okay, we need to take this garbage out, right? We didn't have to say, take the garbage out. It was just like, it's full, take the garbage out. Yeah. Unless you're living together. Um, it depends which house. I feel like if someone moves into my house. Oh, yep. 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 Right. right? It depends. I'm um, assuming a new household. Right. New household shared. Totally. But I think right. there's like all these different layers. But so the garbage was an easy example, a a more difficult example. Like yesterday, now I don't, I don't have a boyfriend right now, but it would have this, this is how it would have gone, right? Like, so Levi got four awards at school yesterday Four. this is not where every kid got an award. Like, no, there were only a few kids that got awards and he got four, right? And so like, that would have been like, Dave, oh my gosh, you know, like conversely, like if I had a boyfriend even a long-term boyfriend, he wouldn't feel, and I'm projecting and assuming, okay, I know, but I'm assuming that he wouldn't feel the pride that I feel and that Dave would have felt because it, he's not, Levi is not his child. And that is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. I think they could really try Yes, and put the effort in, but that genuine parental thing is just right there. Right. And hopefully over time, like hopefully, you know, I do meet this like wonderful man, cute, kind, funny, if anyone knows of anyone. Um, (laughs) But, you know, hopefully I do find this like lovely man. And over time, partially on him, like he needs to earn that relationship with them. But hopefully over time, they develop this loving relationship where they do feel that. But it's like right now we don't have that. And it sucks. Yeah. And then the kids get older and they get less ingrained in the actual household and then they go to college and it's right. like, oh, how do you build this thing? Yeah. Right. Oh, thanks for the reminder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, my right. boyfriend and I talk a lot about like, oh, well, what maybe when the kids go to college, we'll move in together. And I'm like, yeah, but then we're missing that opportunity to like build a family unit together because they're not going to be there to experience it. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Like and no that's big. in a long time. Like you have super to... long time. Yeah. <laughs> so have you talked about it? Oh yeah, we talked about combining it. households. Yeah. And so what's what's stopping it? Logistics. And I'm stubborn. Right now I live close to the lake and it's really important to me. And like I love our community. And he is bound by a radius of where his children are. And it's just logistically really hard. And I think we're both a little scared to do it and like ruin the magic of our relationship. Ah, yeah, that was yes. What about you, Lisa? So he's divorced, two children, his kids are adopted. So I know that he has the capacity to love children that aren't biologically his. And I think that's great. I have purposely not had him here too much because I kind of don't want to force it. I don't want my kids to think like, okay, you know, I, I... love this guy. And now you have to love him too. Yeah. You know, my kids are older. So like sometimes, you know, my oldest is 13 and and there's moods and sometimes it's, you know, when's he coming over? And sometimes it's, I hate him Mm -hmm. because he's not dad. And that's heartbreaking. And while those moods switch quickly for a 13 year old, I'm left with those really heavy feelings that I don't recover from quickly. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned, keeping the magic, I've said to him, you know, why ruin a good thing by creating something stressful? Yeah, Like, this is great. You know, we get, we see each other, you have your place, you see your kids on your days. And, you know, while I'd be happy to spend more time with his children, they have a completely different situation because their parents are divorced. And of course, kids want their parents back together. So, you know, I'm not as welcomed. I I wouldn't, 
I don't think I, I haven't spent that much time with them. Yeah. But my kids are craving a dad. I mean, my son yeah. can't wait to throw a ball around with a man and have him around. And that's great. But, you know, I, I say, you know, I, I don't want to Brady Bunch this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I envision being old with you and going to coffee shops together and traveling and all of that, but to complicate this for the children. Yeah. I don't know. And then he's like, well, but you're not seeing the positive. This could be great for all the kids. But if it isn't, then we've ruined us. Yeah. I'm just laughing because it sounds like you're like my boyfriend and I'm like your boyfriend. (laughs) Cause like, Okay. I'm the one who's always like, he's like, what? Like, it's so good. Let's not ruin it. Like, why? Do-? But my brain wants to be married. It like totally want- defaults to like, I had it so good and we had a family and I just want that back so badly. Even though I know, I know logically it will feel nothing like that ever again. But it's like my heart is in my brain are just like, give it back to me and you're the man. So let's go. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's really complicated. I feel like even for him, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know I'm all over the place. I'm constantly vacillating between these two of like, I'm really happy. It's great. And when are we going to do this already? And just like be in it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's just nice to sleep in your own bed by yourself. (laughs) That's the other piece. It's like, sometimes it's like, oh, I want this person next to me and I want to smell you and I want to be held. And then sometimes it's like, oh my God, I'm now getting used to having quiet. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I slept next to a man on life support for two decades with a nurse coming in and ventilator alarms and suction machines. And boy, I, I sleep a lot. Well, I don't sleep well now because life is different and like that's hard, yeah. but you know, it's, it's, it's different. Yeah. All right, ladies, can we do the quick questions really fast? To end our time together? (laughs) Sure. Okay. First one is, what dating apps did you use? (laughs) Bumble. Only Bumble. Bumble, Facebook, Hinge, Match. Uh, I did like a Jewish one. Like, oh, I can't even. Yep. All right. Awesome. Did you put your widow status on your profile? Yes. Fuck yes. (laughs) Okay. That was definitive. Do you see yourself getting married again someday? It's easy for me to say no because I wasn't legally married last time and I don't need it to be legal. But do I see myself in a committed relationship? Yes. Okay. I think I want to be married again. I think I do. Okay. Do either of you want any more children? I had a hysterectomy, so that'd be a hard no. Okay. (laughs) Um, I do not want to birth any more children. I'm not saying no to like my partner having their own children, which PS is very confusing on the apps when it says, do you want more children? Because I never know what they're asking. Our next venture ladies, the three of us is going to be like cleaning some of this shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's skip to what did you do with your wedding ring? We just talked about this last night. Total coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Not even like. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. No, I, I wore mine, you know, the first couple of dates, like I told the guys, just so you know, I'm going to be wearing my wedding ring. Yeah. Cause I, I, towards the end of my marriage, like I didn't wear it after I had kids because like, I think I cut one of my kids with it once. And so I like took it off and I didn't wear it. And then after he died, like, there's no way I was giving up that ring. I wasn't taking it off. Um, and then I started dating and then I took it off, but we, the comment, can I talk, can I say what we were talking about last night, Alana? I forget, but yes. Oh, so I said to Alana, I said, you know, we have these, I love my wedding ring. Like, oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I I want to wear it. And to me, it's just a symbol of like, I'm taken. It isn't, I don't know that it's specific to Mike. Oh. I think it's supposed to be. But I said to Alana, I'm like, would you wear your wedding ring, your old wedding ring when you got married? Like, why spend the money and waste another <laughs> piece of jewelry? Because like, I really love my ring. Yeah, interesting. And you said... Alana, I don't remember. Where are you? I think I said yeah. I would. Said, I would. Yeah. We are the same. And is that weird? Well, yeah, it's weird to other people, but I don't think it's weird to us. So this, no. Let's see. So this is my. It's like an eternity band with like really lovely baguette diamonds all around. I had told Dave that I wanted this as my engagement ring, right? Like this is normally like a wedding band. This is actually my yeah. engagement ring. So he had it made. 
And so now I occasionally wear it sandwiched between two other rings hmm. um, that, that were my great grandmother's. And I wear it on my right hand. Nice. I do wear sometimes my engagement ring. I love it. Okay. Um, because we are out of time, I'm going to have you tell us where we can buy the shirts and where we can, where we can find you. And, oh, wait, Lisa, you have to tell us really quickly what your song recommendation was. Oh, Manamana uh, Mana by the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, there's there's monsters, it's nonsensical, it's kind of symbolic. You know, you can either be annoyed by it or you can, you know, find the humor in it and find some joy. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So where can we find you? Where can we find buy the shirts? Okay. Widow is a five letter word and five is spelled out F I V E. So widow is a five letter word.com. We are also on Facebook and Instagram and we'll be adding to the collection soon. There are shirts, the designs that we created that aren't on there now that we'll awesome. add soon. When this airs, I will also reshare that website and some of my fave designs. Thank you both so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. This was so fun. fun. Yes, it was. And it was really nice to meet you both. Okay, everybody. It's hard to believe, but we really just have one more interview before I head out onto summer break. And I will also do a solo episode where I sort of explain to you how I envision the transition of both the Instagram page and maybe what I'm thinking about the podcast, although sort of TBD on that. I just want to give a couple of reminders that your reviews on Apple Podcasts mean the world to me. I read them all. They are so filling to my soul and humbling. And as always, if you are looking for more content or to connect with other widows who are going through similar situations, you can join the Patreon. The $5 tier will get you access to the private Facebook group, as well as just kind of a way to say thank you to me and support the podcast for the work that I do. And the $10 tier is all of that, the gratitude, the Facebook group, and bonus content that I have created and continue to create, mostly based on my life, but sometimes other things as well. So that is at patreon.com slash datingafterdeath. And of course, if you are looking for therapy, the show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we get a discount, 10% off your first month's membership at betterhelp.com slash datingafterdeath. The response to BetterHelp has been really great, so I encourage you to check it out. Okay, everybody, until next week, bye.